Basketball, the basketball segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Nate and Mete. What's up, guys? So, hey, all right. In today's episode, we're going to look at some of the recaps of the games from Monday night, uh, and then we'll take a look at some of the Tuesday games that are currently in progress, and then uh, we'll move right into our fantasy basketball pickups for the week, and then we'll take a look at Wednesday game slate and just, uh, I guess, project winners and spreads for all of those games so let's just hop right into the monday slate uh, we'll start with the first game here uh, we had washington wizards beating the detroit pistons 103 to 94 we had kyle kuzma leading the wizards with 23 points sadiq bay had 24 to lead the pistons then for rebounds denny avija had uh, 15 for the wizards and Isaiah Stewart had nine for the pistons and then in terms of assists uh, ish smith ish smith led the Wizards with six, and then Sadiq Bey had five to lead the Pistons. I guess, Mette, I'll start off with you. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Wizards here? Yeah, the Wizards, they, they're kind of in a tough situation now. They lost Bradley Beal. They just traded away Spencer Dinwiddie, and then they acquired Kristaps Porzingis, but he hasn't been cleared to play yet for them. So, yeah, the the big name they traded for he hasn't played a game for them so it's kind of tough in that sense but for this game they got the job done I'm glad they're starting a guy like Corey Kispert I I really like his game and with them being 11th seed maybe they're thinking of the future and uh, start playing these young guys more but at the same time they're probably like a couple games back of the play in tournament so they could definitely go for that as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely a solid trade, in my opinion, getting Porzingis. But yeah, like you said, no Bradley Beals, but it's going to be tough for them. Uh, Nate, I'll just get to you. I guess, give me your thoughts on Detroit. Yeah, I guess um, Detroit's 15th, so they're basically just trying to play spoiler for the rest of the season, most likely try to, I guess, make sure the young guys get some reps make sure that they're growing as players i think they did add a few players they ended up getting um, marvin bagley um, from the sacramento kings so he did pretty well i think he got 10 points eight rebounds so it's not really too too bad for how he's been performing so hopefully he starts to get better and i guess hopefully detroit uh, continues to improve yeah, for sure. Um, it's just going to be a bunch of young guys playing for them at this point. So that's probably what their lineup's going to look like for pretty much every game. So if they have a lot of losses, pro- we probably just have to keep that in mind. Uh, we'll move to the next game. We have the Brooklyn Nets being the Sacramento Kings, 109-85. to 85. Um, Good win here for Brooklyn, um, who have dropped to eighth in the East. Uh, really tough for them, but uh, good win. And Seth Curry, their new acquisition, leads them in points with 23 uh, De'Aaron Fox led the Kings with 26. Um, and then both Andre Drummond and DeMantis Sabonis, the two new guys on their teams, they led their teams with nine rebounds, respectively. And then in terms of assists, Bruce Brown had six to lead the Nets, and De'Aaron Fox had three to lead Sacramento. Um, Nate, I'll just get to you on Brooklyn. I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? Um, I guess uh, this was pretty good exposure for Andre Drummond because he's been behind uh, Joel Embiid for, for 
pretty much all of this season. I think last season as well, maybe even the season before. Um, he's still a starting caliber um, NBA player, and this game he showed it. Uh, 11 points, nine rebounds, uh, four assists, two steals, and one block. So um, pretty good stat line for Drummond. Um, Seth Curry, he's a really good role player as well. He's a really good shooter, just like Steph Curry. So I think um, the offense for the Nets is probably going to be more balanced now, but we'll have to see um, once Ben Simmons, I guess, gets cleared, cleared to play. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, Brooklyn definitely needed the win after some, I guess, mediocre games before that. So I think it was a really solid victory for them overall. I guess, uh, Mette, I'll get to you on the Kings. I guess, what are your thoughts on this result? Yeah, this is a tough loss to the Nets without Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons. So, yeah, they don't have James Harden now. I thought they would have won this as prior to this game with Sabonis, they were a perfect 2-0. So now with Sabonis, they go down to two and one. And yeah, a lot of people were complaining about the trade for Halliburton and Sabonis. But like I said last episode, they're probably trying to make a playoff push. They haven't been in the playoffs for over a decade. So they're winning right now with Sabonis. I think they could definitely make a push, at least for the play-in stage. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they've looked a lot more solid, a lot more well-rounded with him in the lineup. So, um, yeah, Kings have been playing better. This is probably just uh, a down-to-earth type of game for them. Hopefully they can bounce back. Um, moving on to the next game, the OKC Thunder beating the New York Knicks 127-123. to This game was in overtime. Uh, in terms of points, Julius Randle had 30 to lead the Knicks. Trey Mann had 30 to lead OKC. In terms of rebounds, Mitchell Robinson, 17 for the Knicks. Josh Giddy had 11 for OKC. Josh Giddy also led OKC with 12 assists, while Julius Randle had 10 to lead the Knicks. Uh, Mete, let me bounce to you on OKC. I guess, what are your thoughts on this uh, pretty big win? Yeah, my last week's pickups went crazy this game. Baisley and Trey Mann, so that's great to see. And, yeah, this was kind of an unexpected win. Uh, the Thunder were without Shai Gilgis-Alexander, their number one pick, and or number one option, sorry, and their number two option in Lou Dort. So this is a really impressive win. I've been saying the Knicks, they've got talent, but it just hasn't been working this season. So, and they were on the road. So yeah, it's just a very impressive win to me, showing that they have depth. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this OKC team, they're kind of young, but they have a lot of solid talent there. So that they were able to showcase it uh, in five quarters of action. So really solid. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you on the Knicks. Been pretty disappointing all year, I guess. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I guess this was kind of um, another uh, disappointing game. I mean, the OKC is only 14, and the Knicks have fallen to 12 with this loss. So I don't think the Knicks were um, wanting to see that. Um, I guess on the bright side, Julius Randle got a 30-point uh, triple-double, so really impressive. And Evan Fournier really stepped up. Um, unfortunately, I think past the starting five, other than Alec Burks and Obi Toppin, there wasn't really um, too much help, and they're missing Derrick Rose. So 
hopefully, I guess, Kemba Walker starts to um, go back into kind of his old form. And then um, I guess maybe the Knicks can make a playoff push of their own. Yeah, definitely that lower end of the spectrum on uh, in the Eastern Conference. There's definitely a lot of playoff-worthy teams there that I guess haven't been playing up to their potential. I know you guys mentioned Washington as well. So hopefully, like, some of these teams can sort of get on a run and kind of establish themselves. Maybe the Knicks are going to be that team we'll have to see. Um, getting to the next game, Chicago Bulls being the San Antonio Spurs, 120-109. to 109. Uh, DeMar DeRozan against his former team. He dropped 40 points to lead the Bulls. Uh, Lonnie Walker had 21 to lead the Spurs. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, 16 rebounds to lead the Bulls, while Jakob Pertl had nine to lead San Antonio. And then in terms of assists, uh, DeJounte Murray had 11 to lead the Spurs, while DeMar DeRozan had seven to lead the Bulls. Um, Nate, let me just get to you on Chicago. I guess, what are your thoughts here? Really impressive game um, by the team overall. I mean, 40 points is um, really impressive uh, by DeRozan. Uh, I mean, he is a good scorer, but it's still impressive, especially considering I don't think he shot a single three and still got 40 points. So, yeah, really good job. And uh, Usovic looks like he's uh, he was playing like he was back in Orlando. So hopefully he keeps that up. And it's uh, a really good game by Kobe White as well. So. Uh, really good win, especially with the Belgium. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, Chicago's just been playing really well. Second in the East, really impressive. Um, Matty, I'll bounce to you. I guess give me your thoughts on the Spurs in this loss. Yeah, uh, it's a tough loss. I think the Spurs have been better lately. And congratulations to DeJounte Murray. He's having a great season and he makes the all-star team for the first time. So that's great to see. And I was going to say, I'd like to see guys like uh, Romeo Langford play more since, I don't know, the Spurs, I feel like they've got nothing to play for. But at the same time, I'm noticing a lot of the guys they are playing are already young. So yeah, they don't really have uh, much room with that. But yeah, I like the fact that they are playing their younger players as earlier in the season. I don't think they were doing that as much. So yeah, at their at their uh, situation, I would do the same thing. Yeah, I definitely agree. They have a really young team. They definitely got to push those guys uh, into the lineup as soon as possible, develop them. And yeah, maybe try and catch one of those play-in spots if possible. If not, yeah, just keep focusing on working in those young guys, and it'll definitely uh, be a good head start for next season. Um, we'll move to the next game now. The Portland Trailblazers beating the Milwaukee Bucks 122-107. to A great game from Portland here, and Fernie Simons led the Blazers with 31 points. Drew Holiday at 23 to lead the Bucks. Yusuf Nurkic had 16 to lead the Blazers, 16 rebounds to lead the Blazers, while Chris Middleton had 11 to lead the Bucs. Then for assists, Chris Middleton had nine to lead the Bucs, while Anne Simons had six to lead Portland. Uh, Mete, let me get to you on the Blazers. I guess pretty solid win here. Yeah, it's a great win, even though the Bucs are without Giannis. It's still impressive. They're on the road. They won by 10-plus, so... That's a great win for them. I'm a big fan of the Justice Winslow acquisition. Uh, he's been playing great as soon as he got to Portland. So 
Yeah, that trade with the Clippers, it didn't look that great since they lost Powell for not much. But the fact that they got Justice Winslow from that trade is like the one uh, win, I'd say, uh, for now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, He's definitely looked really solid. Um, Nate, let me bounce to you now. Um, Give me your thoughts on the Bucs in this game. I guess that was a little bit disappointing. Um, this They were probably expecting a win at home, even without Giannis, especially because the Trailblazers have been, uh, been doing the best. And they just traded two of their best scorers, so they probably weren't expecting this result. Um, I think even with that, uh, I guess Bobby Portis was pretty good. I think Drew Holiday played pretty well. Chris Milton, he played pretty well as well, even though I guess you're probably expecting more points from him. I mean, from him. And uh, I guess just hopefully they kind of pick up the pieces and move on. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, missing Yanis was a huge thing for them in this game. Um, might have also just been an off night that can happen, obviously. So, yeah, they definitely need to bounce back and get on track for the next game. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. Huge blowout here. The New Orleans Pelicans being the Toronto Raptors, 120-90. to 90. Um, Big game for C.J. McCollum. He led the Pelicans with 23 points. Fred Van Vliet had 20 to lead the Raptors. Then for rebounds, Brandon Ingram, 11 to lead the Pelicans, while Chris Boucher had 6 to lead the Raptors. And then Ingram also led in assists for the Pelicans with 8, while OG Ananobi had 2 for the Raptors. Uh, Nate, just give me your thoughts on the Pelicans in this game, and I guess what happened with the Raptors. Um, I guess it's pretty, pretty much a case of the Raptors being outscored every quarter for the most part. Um, I guess it wasn't necessarily that the Pelicans were, I guess, scoring a lot, though. I think it was mainly that they were able to contain the Raptors for the most part. Um, I see a lot of um, really bad shooting percentages from Gary Trent. Scotty Barnes and um, OG. I think there was only three players that had double-digit points, Siakam, Van Fleet, and Chris Boucher. So when you're able to kind of limit um, most of the, uh, I guess, the players on the opposing team, it's a lot, I guess, easier to have things like this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I honestly don't know what to say. It was just one of these games where the Raptors, they've just been winning uh, consistently, and then they just come out flat. I don't know, Mete, give me your thoughts on this game. Yeah, uh, two games ago, the Raptors were on like a seven, eight-game winning streak, and now they've dropped two in a row, which is unfortunate. But, yeah, this might have been the worst game I've seen them play this season. Uh the offense wasn't great. Defense wasn't there. Like, yeah, it was pretty much a blowout from the start. So it was just really tough to watch. And yeah, hopefully, like you said, it's just a one-off. Pretty sure it is. So on to the next one. Yeah, definitely on to the next one. These are just one of the ones that you just got to throw away. Just come back really solid for the next game. I'll move on to the next game. Um, it looks like the Denver Nuggets beat the Orlando Magic 121 to 111. Getting to the leaders here, uh, we have Franz Wagner leading the Magic with 26, and Nikola Vucevic also added 26 to lead the Nuggets in points. 
Uh, then for rebounds, Jokic also led them in rebounds with 15. Wendell Carter had 12 to lead the Magic. And then for assists, Nikola Jokic again to lead the Nuggets with seven. Then Gary Harris had six to lead Orlando. Uh, Mete, let me get to you on the Nuggets. Uh, pretty big win here. Yeah, uh, great win. The Nuggets, I was kind of uh, skeptical about them at first with their playoff chances, but I'm starting to like them more. I really like the pickup of Austin Rivers, Bryn Forbes, DeMarcus Cousins. Those three really help give them some depth in the bench, which they needed. And Bones Highland, their rookie, he's been playing great lately. They've been without Marcus Morris, so they're leaning into him more. And, yeah, he's doing great as well. So the Nuggets are looking pretty good right now. Yeah, definitely looking a lot better than they were a couple of weeks ago. Um, definitely really solid play from most of their starters here. Um, we'll get to Orlando now. I guess, Nate, give me your thoughts on this loss. I guess uh, it's just another unfortunate loss by the Magic. Um, I think they're also near the bottom of the East. So, unfortunately, they're going to have uh, quite a few losses like this. I think the rest of the game was pretty good from the second to the fourth quarter, but it's just um, the first quarter they were down by quite a bit and Nuggets were able to kind of contain the lead. So it was just kind of unfortunate. Um, I guess unfortunate game by Mobamba and Cole Anthony. They didn't really have the best shooting nights, but hopefully they can kind of um, pick up the pieces and move on from that. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the Magic sort of picked things up kind of late. They scored more points in the fourth quarter than they did the entire first half. So, um, yeah, they definitely waited till the end to sort of start scoring. And it was too late as Denver had a huge lead at that point. Um, speaking of another team that won with a huge lead, the Utah Jazz beat the Houston Rockets 135 to 101. That's a huge 34 point win. Um, huge game for Utah. Donovan Mitchell, 30 points to lead the Jazz. Kenyon Martin Jr. had 16 to lead the Rockets. Then for assists, Hassan Whiteside had 14 to lead Utah, while Christian Wood had 9 to lead Houston. And then for assists, Mike Conley had 10 to lead the Jazz, while Kevin Porter Jr. had 8 to lead the Rockets. Uh, Nate, I'll bounce to you on Utah. I guess, what are your thoughts on this big win? I guess uh, Utah is kind of back in form. I think Gobert was um, injured for a bit, so it's uh, he has a really big impact on this team. So I guess having him back and having um, Whiteside, I guess, playing in, in top form, it's just a really hard team to stop. And Donovan Mitchell's on fire right now. So, And I guess Bojan's also on fire right now. So... It's really hard for most teams to stop, but I guess especially for the Rockets. So it's kind of unfortunate for the Rockets. Yeah, I definitely agree. I guess, Mette, give me your thoughts on the Rockets. Yeah, uh, this is pretty much expected from the Rockets at this point. They're just playing for lottery balls, and losing these games, it just improves their odds in that. So, yeah, in that case... I think it's a win for them, but uh, yeah, I've just been waiting for them to start Schengen all season or consistently as he has gotten a couple of starts, but at this point, it doesn't look like it's happening, but I hope I'm wrong. 
Yeah, maybe they might want to rotate in some of the young guys. It looks like Kenyon Martin and Kevin Porter have been getting a lot of time. So hopefully um, some of these other young guys will get into the rotation. Because, I mean, like you mentioned, they have really nothing to play for at this point. Um, let's get to the final game here on the Monday slate. We have the LA Clippers being the Golden State Warriors, 119-104. to 104. A big game here for the Clippers. Uh, Steph Curry leading the Warriors with 33 points. Terrence Mann at 25 to lead the Clippers. Uh, in terms of rebounds, Otto Porter and Ivica Zubac each had eight to lead their respective teams. Then for assists, Reggie Jackson had nine to lead the Clippers, while Kevon Looney had five to lead Golden State. Uh, Mete, let me get to you on the Clippers. I guess, what are your thoughts on this upset? This is a great win for them. The Warriors are the second best team in the league record-wise right now. So, yeah, even without Draymond Green, it's really impressive. The fact that they won by 15 as well is just even more impressive. Terrence Mann, who had a great playoff series uh, last season, it's great to see him perform again. The injury to Powell has allowed him to re-enter the starting five, and that's great to see. But yeah, outside of that, like the Clippers, I think it was a couple of days prior to the trade deadline, the trade for Powell and Covington. I think was a really good trade for them. So, yeah, if they make the playoffs, even as a low seed, I think they're a really dangerous team as they have a lot of depth. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. It is too bad they don't have their top stars, but um, I guess they'll just have to do the best with what they have. Um, We'll get to Golden State now. Nate, I guess give me your thoughts on this game. I guess this game was kind um, kind of like a matchup kind of game that that makes sense um the Warriors um I guess they've been known in past seasons not to have necessarily the best rebounding but their shooting was so good it just kind of made up for it but I guess in this game just uh the shooting just wasn't enough um I guess if you see I guess kind of the rebounding numbers for example for Zubak or Batum they were able to out rebound most of the guys on the Warriors um I think Kevon Looney he's normally I guess, the rebounding guy after Draymond. So, unfortunately, Looney didn't have a good rebounding night. So, this kind of shows the impact that, I guess, Draymond has. Yeah, I definitely agree. Draymond, he's good for pretty much every nitty-gritty stat, whether it comes to fantasy or just overall impact on the game. Uh, So, yeah, missing that was really huge for the Warriors in this game. Hopefully, they'll be able to bounce back in the next one. And yeah, um, I guess moving to Tuesday, uh, there's a, I think all of the games are either currently going on or just getting underway. I know the Cavaliers are up on the Hawks in the first quarter. Um, the Heat are up on the Mavericks also in the first quarter, and the Celtics are up on the Sixers in the first quarter. Um, and then Pacers, Bucks, Hornets, Timberwolves, and Grizzlies, Pelicans are just getting underway. Well, Clippers will be heading to Phoenix to face the Suns later on, so we won't be covering those games. Uh, so now we're just going to move on to the fantasy basketball pickups for the week. Um, Nate, let me start with you. I guess who's your guard pickup for the week? I guess my guard pickup for the week would be um, Eric Gordon. Um, I think for the um, season so far, he's about 16% rostered. Um, I guess, like I said before, he's mainly... Um, a guy who will get you threes. So as long as he's getting 
a lot of minutes and he gets a lot of chances to shoot the three, he'll be able to get you points and threes. All right. And uh, Mete, bouncing to you, who's your guard for the week? For guard, I went with Raul Neto of the Washington Wizards. Point guard eligible and only 5% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Bradley Beal is out for the season. Spencer Dinwiddie just got traded. So Raul Neto has become the new starting point guard for the Wizards. And last three games as a starter, he's averaging 29 minutes, 52% field goal, 83% free throw on 14 points per game, 4.3 assists per game, and only two turnovers. So, yeah, the trades and unfortunate injury to Beal have really given Raul Neto an opportunity. So you should definitely uh, check him out. All right. And I guess for my guard pickup of the week, I have Cam Thomas of the Brooklyn Nets. I've been talking about him a lot just because um, he's pretty much the handcuff for Kyrie Irving. Obviously, James Harden's been traded away. So that opens up another, uh, I guess, minute opportunity for him until, I guess, Ben Simmons gets in the lineup. So, I mean, like he's just been insane. I think in his last uh, six straight games, he's had double-digit points, including a 30-point outing, which is really solid. Um, he shoots the three ball. Uh, he's had a lot of perfect free-throw nights as well, so he's definitely not hurting you there. His field goal solid. He gets rebounds, assists, and pretty much a steal every game as well with a low turnover rate. I think um, he didn't even have one turnover in his last game, so um, really solid right now. He's under 35% rostered, especially if you have Kyrie Irving or Ben Simmons. Definitely go pick up Cam Thomas as a handcuff. He'll definitely be really solid for you. Um, we'll move to forwards now, I guess, getting to you, Nate. Uh, who's your forward for the week? I guess uh, people could maybe take a look at Garrison Matthews um, for forward in deeper leagues. He's about 15% rostered. Um, but I guess over, for example, I guess uh, leagues, I guess leagues that are kind of um, less than 12, 12 man leagues, maybe you might not want to pick him up. But if you're in a 12 left man league or higher, he's definitely worth the look. Um, he's another player that gets a lot of threes as well. But um, Garrison Matthews has also been getting some rebounds, a little bit of assists, um, a couple of steals a game as well. So He's a player that can get you mostly threes, but he can get a little bit of the other categories as well. All right. Uh, Mete, I'm going to bounce to you. Who do you have at forward this week? For forward, I went with Justice Winslow of the Portland Trailblazers. He is power forward eligible and 38% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Yeah, like I was saying in our last segment, I think Winslow was the lone win in the Powell trade, at least for now. And ever since he has gone to Portland, he's turned into a starter and he's into a, he's put into a great opportunity as McCollum has been traded to the Pelicans. Damian Lillard is out. So there's a lot of shots there available on the team. And over the last two weeks, he's averaging 48% field goal, 0.83s, made a game so almost a three and then 11.2 points per game 7.4 rebounds he even gets assists 3.4 assists a game 1.8 steals one block on 1.4 turnovers like this guy helps you out in pretty much every category so 
yeah, for him to be under 50% right now is absurd. If you can find him on your waiver wire, definitely pick him up. All right. And I guess for forward, I have Doug McDermott of the San Antonio Spurs. Obviously, the Spurs traded away Derek White, traded away Thaddeus Young. A lot of uh, opportunity opened up for McDermott to get more minutes. And he's been really solid. Um, his past three games had double-digit points in all of them. Perfect uh, feet. Perfect free throw, uh, really good field goal. Uh, two of those games over 600 field goals, so really solid. Um, he's had at least three three-pointers in every single game. He's averaged three rebounds per game. He's averaged one assist per game, and he's had two steals across the three games. So, I mean, this guy's chipping in every category at this point. Before, he just seemed like a points guy. Now he seems to be chipping in. So if you're in categories leagues, he's valuable as well. Uh, he's under 10% roster in Yahoo leagues, which is pretty insane. So definitely go pick him up if you need a guy to cover different categories for you. Um, let me get to you, Nate. Uh, who's your center now for the week? I guess for the week for centers, you can maybe take a look at PJ Tucker. But again, it's mainly just for leagues that are um, really deep leagues, like um, more than 12, 12 men leagues. So um, if you're in a league like that, then maybe you could take a look at him. Um, he's more of, I guess, a center who can, again, he does um, shoot a bit. So if his percentages are good, he's going to get a lot of points as well. He's also a pretty um, decent defender and he has been getting a decent amount of rebounds. So if you're in um, a really deep league, you could maybe take a look at PJ Tucker. All right. And uh, Mete, I'll move to you. I guess who's your center for the week? Center, I went with Goga Bitadze of the Indiana Pacers, 12% rostered, and he's only center eligible. So, yeah, he hasn't really been putting up uh, crazy numbers, but I like the opportunity he was put in right now. Uh, as Devontae Sabonis, we know, got traded to the Kings. And Miles Turner has been out for a while, so he's been the starting center. Over the last week, he's only averaging 50% field goal, 0.7 threes made a game, almost a three a night, uh, seven points, one steal, and two blocks on 1.3 turnovers. So, yeah, like I said, he, he doesn't have the greatest numbers right now, but he can shoot the three, and he's in a great situation. So it's definitely worth a look. All right, and... I guess for my center pickup for the week, I have LaMarcus Aldridge. He's just under 50% rostered. He's power forward center for Brooklyn. Um, I guess with all of these guys out for the Nets, um, he's one of the ones that was able to come back in his first game. He plays 19 minutes. He gets 19 points, eight rebounds, and perfect uh, from the free throw line um, over .700 field goal as well. Um, definitely a guy you can look at especially if he's going to be in the starting lineup uh, for some nights. I know he came off the bench behind Drummond, but it was his first game back, so I'm not going to hold him hold that against him. So, um, I mean, if you can put up a point-per-minute play, that's pretty solid in my book. So definitely go take a look at LaMarcus Aldridge. He should be able to give you some value uh, in whatever league that you might be playing in. And, yeah, that's going to be the end of the fantasy basketball pickups for the week. So we're going to move right into the preview for Wednesday's game slate. Uh, we'll take a look at some of the lines here for some of the games. Uh, we'll start with the Atlanta Hawks at the Orlando Magic. 
The Hawks are favored by four and a half points. Nate, let me start with you. I guess, which team do you like here? I guess um, the Magic haven't really been doing so well. The Hawks haven't either, but I think the Hawks have um, higher upside than the Magic, so I'm going with the Hawks. All right, Mate, let me move to you, I guess. Uh, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, that's a pretty low line for me, so I definitely like the Hawks as well. Yeah, honestly, uh, for me, uh, it just depends. I don't think John Collins is playing. I think that's why the line is where it is. Um, I might still go with the Hawks, though, just because Orlando really hasn't proved that they can, you know, keep it competitive against most of these, like, teams above them. So I think for now, the Hawks should be a pretty safe pick here. Um, we'll get to the next one now. Um, it looks like the the Wizards are on the road against the Pacers, and it looks like the Pacers are favored by one point. Um, Mete, I'll start with you this time. I guess, which of these teams do you like? Yeah, I'm going with the road team again. It's not that big of a line, and I feel like this is a toss-up game, so I'll, I'll go with the plus here. Yeah, I think Wizards have been decently solid, especially – um, you know, after all the trades and everything. So against a Pacers team that just really isn't playing up to that level, I think I can go with Washington. I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm guessing that they're probably um, anticipating, I guess, Halliburton to play. It looks like he's playing, but I think Malcolm Bogdan is out. So I'm going to go with the Wizards. All right, and we'll move into the next game here. We have the Detroit Pistons at the Boston Celtics. Looks like the Celtics are favored by 12 and a half at home. Pretty huge line, Nate. I guess, which side do you like here? Um, I mean, the Celtics have been hot so far. I've been waiting for them not to cover, and they've been covering still, so might as well just uh, ride the hot hat. Yeah, I was going to say Boston's one of the hottest teams in the league right now. I think uh, they're even up on the Sixers as we speak, good amount of points, uh, double-digit lead right now on the Sixers, even with Embiid in the lineup, I guess. Um, I'm going to go with Boston. I guess, Mete, which side do you like? Yeah, I don't know why, but I like the Pistons here. Uh, the Celtics, they have been really hot, but I don't know, earlier this year, they were blowing a lot of big leads, and it's a pretty big line, so... I'm kind of having trouble trusting them. Yeah, I mean, it is a back-to-back, -back, so which is why I think it could go either way. I'm just leaning with the Celtics, but um, obviously if Detroit has their players in, it could be a closer game than we expect. Um, we'll move to the next one. It's Brooklyn Nets at the New York Knicks. It looks like the Knicks are favored by six and a half. Uh, Mete, which side do you like here? Great question. This is kind of a tough one. And I'm having trouble as to why the Nets are the underdogs. So, yeah, for that reason, I got to go with the Nets. All right, Nate, I'll move it to you. I guess which side do you like here? I think Knicks being favored by six and a half is way too high. Um, I know the Nets have been having a little bit of trouble, but so have the Knicks. And I think the, the roster should be a lot closer than what the lines are indicating. So I think you should um, go with the Nets. Yeah, I mean, if the Knicks have to go all the way to overtime with OKC, 
uh, even this Nets team without a lot of their big stars, it's I, I think they're deep enough to handle the Knicks. Even if they do lose somehow to New York, it's definitely going to be close. So I think I'm going to go with Brooklyn as well. Um, moving on to the next game, Toronto Raptors at the Minnesota Timberwolves. It looks like the Timberwolves are favored by two and a half. Um, Nate, I'll get to you first. Uh, which side do you like here? A little bit hard to tell. Um, I think the Raptors, they been on a bit of a losing streak and the Wolves have been on a win streak. They are at home. So I guess go with the home team. All right, Mete, I guess, um, do you like the Raptors or are you also going to go with Minnesota? Yeah, I like the Raptors. They're the underdogs and it's another toss-up game for me. So I got to side with the plus. Yeah, honestly, I think this should be a bounce back game for the Raptors. Um, I think that last game was just one of those hiccup games. I definitely think they can bounce back. I think I'm also going to go with Toronto here. They've definitely been pretty hot over the past, what is it, month, month and a half or so. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely go with the Raptors here. Uh, Then we have Sacramento Kings at the Chicago Bulls. Bulls are favored by five and a half. Uh, Mete, which side do you like here? kind of another tough one i like the way the kings have been lately uh, minus the game against brooklyn but the bulls i think they're on a win streak again so might as well uh ride out the win streak and stay on the bulls wagon right now all right nate let me bounce to you i guess uh on this uh bulls game against the kings i guess which side do you like here the bulls are at home I kind of uh, like the Bulls roster overall. I know they're missing um, some key players, Zach Levine, Monza Wall, but um, they've just been really playing really well so far. So I'm going to go with the Bulls still. Yeah, I know the Kings have looked better as of late, but I think the Chicago team's kind of been on another level this year. And even without Zach Levine, yeah, I definitely think they can cover the five and a half points. So yeah, I'm going to go with Chicago here as well. I'll move on to the next game. Portland Trailblazers at the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies are favored by 11 and a half. Um, Nate, I'll start with you. I guess, which side do you like here? It's kind of tempting to go with the Trailblazers with how they um, played against Milwaukee, but um, that team didn't have um, Giannis. And I'm assuming that the Grizzlies are going to have John Morant. So as long as John Morant's in the lineup, I think we should go with Memphis. All right, Matty, I guess um, getting to you, I guess, which side do you like here? Yeah, uh, Nathan summed it up pretty well. I feel the same things he's feeling, so I'm going with the Grizzlies as well. Honestly, I might go with Portland here just because the Grizzlies are coming off of a back-to-back, um, especially being on the road uh, in the Tuesday's game against uh, the Pelicans. So I think maybe the Trailblazers can sort of keep it close. I don't know. That's just my thinking. But, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Blazers here. Um, moving to the next game, San Antonio Spurs at the OKC Thunder. Spurs are favored by six and a half. Uh, Mete, I guess, which side do you like? Uh, great question. This one, I feel like is a toss-up game. So I'll go with the plus and they're at home. So... I think the Thunder makes sense here. All right, Nate, what about you? I guess, what are your thoughts? I think it's going to uh, depend kind of on the availability of both players, but I think 
if they both have the same, I guess, um, health on each roster, I think you should uh, go with the Thunder. I think it should be a close game. Yeah, for sure. Um, OKC has been better lately. Um, I'm just questioning why the Spurs are favored by this much. Maybe they know something we don't about the rosters. Um, but yeah, as of right now, it looks like the Thunder should be able to cover this. Um, they are at home, Mate, like you mentioned. So yeah, um, six and a half. Uh, th- that should be a pretty close game. I definitely think the Thunder can cover. Uh, move to the next game. Suns against the Rockets, and the Suns are favored by 15 and a half. I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts on this one? I mean, at this point, you could probably still pick the Suns and they'd still find a way to cover that. I mean, the Suns have been so good this season. So, honestly, if they manage to score even like a 20 point blowout, I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, the Suns are coming off a back-to-back in this one, but I don't even think it matters. I think they'll probably win by 20-plus in both games. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Phoenix here. I guess, Mete, what are your thoughts? That's a huge line, and I'm not very confident in this, but, yeah, I might go with the Rockets, even though the Suns should cover that. But, like I said, that's way too big of a line for me. All right, and uh, we'll move to the next one. Uh, we have the Denver Nuggets at the Golden State Warriors. Uh, looks like the Warriors are favored by five and a half points at home. Uh, Mete, which side do you like here? Uh, maybe if Draymond is in, I'd go with the Warriors, but I'm expecting a close game here. So for that reason, I might just go with the Nuggets. All right, and uh, Nate, I'll bounce to you, I guess. Uh, who do you like in this matchup? I'm not really too sure about the health of Draymond Green. Draymond Green either. Um, I think it should be a close game as well, so I'll go with the Nuggets. I might actually go with Golden State here. I feel like they can bounce back. They're at home for this game. Um, it's just one, it just seems like one of these classic bounce-back type scenarios where you lose a a really tough road game, and then you come back home and set things right, they should be able to win. Even if they don't win by double digit, they should be able to have a healthy uh, lead. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Golden State here. Um, and then the last game, uh, it's the Utah Jazz at the LA Lakers. Jazz are favored by five points. Um, I can't take anything other than the Jazz because they've been blowing out teams, and the Lakers haven't impressed me at all. But I guess Mete getting to uh, which side do you like? Yeah, I definitely like the Jazz as well. Uh, they are on the road and it's not the biggest line. So like you said, the Lakers have been super inconsistent. It's hard to trust them right now. All right, Nate, um, I guess give us your thoughts on this game. Honestly, I kind of uh, feel the same, like, same way as you guys. Um, the Jazz have been on fire lately. Um, the Lakers, they, they've been the notorious for not being able to cover spreads even when it looked like they wouldn't be able to so i wouldn't really trust the lakers whether they're favorites or not i mean the lakers are one of those teams in the nba they're overvalued a lot just because people like to pick them a lot so i feel like you're getting a really good line here with the jazz at five it might move a little bit get closer to double digits so get it while you can and yeah that's pretty much the end of the preview for the wednesday night slate 
I guess getting to you guys on last thoughts, we should sort of talk about the big trade that happened uh, on the Thursday trade deadline. And that was the Brooklyn Nets trading James Harden and Paul Millsap to the Philadelphia 76ers for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round draft picks. Um, Nate, I'm going to start with you. I guess, what are your thoughts on this trade? I guess it's kind of an interesting uh, trade. I guess it's kind of unfortunate for the Nets that the their attempts at a big three just didn't really work out. But at the same time, they still do have um, an all-star in Ben Simmons on their team. I th- think it should uh, I guess this team should be a pretty good fit for Ben Simmons considering he likes to play inside and there's a lot of um, players on this team who can play outside I think uh, Kyrie he's a good shooter um, Seth Curry he's a good shooter Drummond he's been an out he's an, uh, an inside uh, player but I think he has a decent mid-range uh, Katie when he comes back next season he can play anywhere on the floor so I think this should basically fit uh, Ben Simmons pretty well and I think uh, James Harden did a pretty good fit on the 76 as well yeah I think this trade benefited more uh, both teams pretty well uh, more so Brooklyn I feel like Brooklyn got a huge uh, boatload for for James Harden which was pretty impressive considering um, when a guy just comes out flat out says I want out um, it's really hard to sort of get a lot back for that player. I guess, Mete, what are your thoughts on this trade? Yeah, I'm kind of like in the same boat as you, but like I felt the other way, like Simmons, he's been sitting out the whole year. So I thought the Sixes really had no leverage here. And like for them to get James Harden back for Simmons, someone who said, yeah, I'm completely fine with sitting out this whole year was pretty absurd to me like the reports were all indicating that this was going to happen but I just didn't believe it so it was a pretty crazy trade honestly I think the Sixers might have won this trade James Harden is one of the top players in the league but yeah uh, Brooklyn definitely got a good return as well Ben Simmons like Nathan said I think this is a pretty good fit for him You've got shooters here, so it should work out. And the acquisition of Andre Drummond will be huge as if these two teams end up meeting in the playoffs. Before this trade, uh, the Nets had no answer for Joel Embiid, and now they can use Andre Drummond. So, yeah, it's a pretty good trade for both sides. I think both teams kind of knew what they needed to improve on, and then they kind of made it happen in this trade. So, yeah, um, even though one team might have gotten, I guess, more in the trade than another team, I think that you're right about both teams sort of benefiting from it. And, I mean, um, both teams have a good chance of making a run. It'll just depend on the health of each team, obviously. And I guess uh, whether, you know, Ben Simmons, you know, comes to play, whether he's sort of that same player, it's all-star level player that he has been over the past few years. So, yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but... I guess one thing about the Sixers that can be noted is that Harden's ready to play. And I mean, they're sort of ready to make a run at this point. So um, yeah, great on both teams for making this trade Two players that wanted out. And I guess they both made it happen. So that's pretty much the big um, article from uh, this deadline day. 
Um, huge trade. A lot of trades went down. We talked about a lot of them last week. And yeah, um, definitely teams setting up for playoff runs, improving their depth and so on. So yeah, pretty good uh, to see overall in the league. A lot of movement for sure. And yeah, that's going to be the end of this big time basketball episode. Just make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. Uh, we'll be posting picks for NBA and NHL on there. Definitely go check it out. Um, and then I guess this episode will be on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Just make sure you like, subscribe, share, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube, leave us comments, reviews, all that good stuff. And yeah, guys, uh, crazy week in the NBA, lots of trades, lots of good games. Definitely looking forward to the Wednesday game slate. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you.